You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Always looking to expand the great podcast library. I've got a great recommendation, a show called Private Parts Unknown, another great show on the Pleasure Podcast Network. Make sure you check it out. And here's a hello from the host. A podcaster goes to Tokyo to uncover stories of sex, relationships, and queerness, and winds up getting a happy ending massage. That's the kind of Bourdain-style experiential storytelling you can expect from Private Parts Unknown, a podcast about love and sexuality around the world. Hi, I'm Courtney Kosak, and for the show, we've traveled to Helsinki, Finland, Mexico City, Mexico, Tokyo, Japan, and beyond to explore different modes of intimacy and increase our cultural understanding. Tune in for hilarious, sex-positive conversations, destigmatizing everything from abortion to Ashley Madison, polyamory to PMDD, sex work to Shibari, and more. Follow Private Parts Unknown on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Red Bull gives me not fucking wings. Really, like, fucking sedates me. It's so weird. Welcome back to the show. Hi, I'm Jordan. <clears throat> Clear my throat. Your beautiful, lovely, sweet, sweet host who is here to bring you good news of great joy. Today, this bitch is talking about female pleasure. And who better to tell you than me? A female who thoroughly enjoys pleasure, who has no problem telling the men what exactly is going on in our heads. I can't speak for all of the women, but I can I can find some fucking common ground. I can put myself in their shoes. She's wonderful at empathy. So let's I jotted some things down. I'm definitely not here to pick apart the men. I'm here to help them get laid and be a better lay. You're welcome. Mission statement per usual. If you're new here, this is the co-ed locker room. Let's call this like Monday wine down night. If anyone's participating in dry January or a pussy, and I'm calling it damp January because I just, you know, don't want to put expectations on myself I take pride in the fact that I would consider myself realistic. Okay, she's realistic. Plus, we're going to the mountain next weekend, and who doesn't want an espresso martini in the snow? (laughs) I do. Don't want to dampen a good time. And beyond a good time, we are, you know, two kids, two adults, one hotel room, two queen beds. Without a little cocktail, we might kill each other. We might, mommy has to go to a happy place because there's just a lot of stimulation when you're all in one room together. What else are we talking about this episode? Pleasuring your woman. We're going to really peel back the layers there. Oh, throat orgasms. Good thing I wrote notes. Someone emailed me, okay? And they were listening to the archive. And I love when y'all do that. And you're like, I'm started from the beginning. And it makes me wince and probably I start turning red and I shrivel up a little because I can't, no, I don't want to know what those episodes were like. 
I feel like 113 later, it, it gets a little easier. You get the gist a little bit more. We got a format. She was winging it, and I'm proud of her, but I don't want to hear it. Anyways, y'all were talking about the Susan Bratton episode, which wasn't too far back, and she was a great guest. If you haven't heard that episode, that one is a kick-ass episode, and I loved talking to her. She's so much fun and so knowledgeable, and she was talking about throat orgasms. So let's we're going to talk about this right fucking now. She was talking about throat orgasms, and it was very interesting, and she goes into depth about it and her experience and giving the head that the head that gave her the throat orgasm and what it consisted of and why it happened. And I, since that interview, I at first I was like, oh, wow, that's so wild. I've never experienced that. Holy shit. I had no idea. When she told me, my jaw dropped to the floor. I'm like, throat orgasm? And then later, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm calling bullshit. I'm like, what? Like, no fucking way. Even just like some of the next times I was sucking dick, you're just like, I don't see how this would get me there where she was. It's not happening in the pussy. It's happening in the throat. Don't worry. I'm going to fucking tell you. And so whatever. I kind of wrote it off and I just wondered, is it this great myth? Well, then someone emailed me and was like, here, let me read it. Hi, Jordy. My wife and I really enjoyed your podcast. We've both liked, rated, reviewed, and subscribed. Ah, my my heart. You recently had Susan Bratton on your podcast and she talked about throatgasms. My wife and I are very skeptical about this being real. You mentioned you were going to try it and inquiring minds want to know if there's been any progress. So she's here to be transparent. So you want me to be super honest? Okay. I did not set out to give a blowjob to have this experience. I think quickly I felt, thought that that wasn't happening for me in my mouth and that I didn't really have any interest in finding that location. If, you know, do you feel me? The women are like, I feel you. So time goes on. But since this question has been asked, I did a little more homework so I can fill you in. I can end the debate. You can be decided upon. Now you can know like, do I want to go this with this way with this, or do I want to just dismiss it? Just poop, that means nothing to me because it is a thing. Like women, more than one, more than Susan, have said this is something they've experienced, and I'm going to explain how it's happening, what they're saying, and it's very consistent across the board. From what I'm reading, a lot of these women are sharing the a very similar experience. Okay. Uh, So the science behind it, there is a lack of research surrounding the throat orgasm. There are a few studies that support its potential orgasm powers, and essentially all of the information points back to the vagus nerve, okay? And so why this just is a no-go for some people is because the vagus nerve can be located in different spots, like reach uh, accessible in different spots in different women. And for some women, it's way the fuck back there. Where exactly? It may vary. So for many women, this pleasure point is deep down the backside of your air tube. And some women may feel it closer to the front side of their mouth and others could feel it closer to their uvula. So in order to tickle this point, 
Most women that experience throat orgasms say they will deep throat the dick. Let me just read you one girl's experience and you can hear, okay? She says, I experienced a throat orgasm. It happened one day when I gave my lover a blowjob while he was kneeling down. When I started deep throating, I noticed my throat started to get hot. As his penis engorged and continued to fill my mouth, I noticed a barrier, the gag reflex. The barrier produces a knee-jerk reaction, similar to the one we experience when we feel like we're going to throw up. Not ideal when trying for a throat orgasm. Then came a eureka moment. As I started to get super horny, I began to relax and my gag reflex calmed down. My throat expanded and I began yearning for penetration. The intense yearning for penetration turned into an orgasm. As the explosion began in my throat... I was able to direct its energy to the rest of my body. The result, a pulsating pussy begging to be penetrated. So they basically essentially describe this pure orgasmic state, this feeling where Susan was saying she was like, had this thick mucus. It became so spitty and mucusy and stimulating that nerve and it's like her throat was like vibrating. So I've never experienced this in my life and if I die without ever experiencing it, I'm going to be just fine. I'm glad we all now have clarification on the subject matter and hey, this interests you, eat your heart out. Go on a Google journey. No lie, my first Google search of throat orgasms was a educated course Uh, So eat your heart out. There are ways. But I guess it's a matter of are you curious about this topic? Does this sound intriguing to you? For some women, they might be like (laughs) panting. And for others, y'all are like, move on, Jordan. Can we go to the next segment? Don't give him any ideas. For the girls who like to be face fucked, you might be feeling a different way. I gotta mention it all. Mention it all. Someone's vibing. It's your favorite part of the show where before the topic of the hour, I answer all your listener questions brutally fucking honestly. Have y'all seen Wedding Singers? I love, I fucking love that movie. He loves her and she loves this guy right here, right here. And she loves him. And he loves this girl right here, right here. And she loves this guy. And he likes her. And so it goes until the day you die. This thing that they call love is gonna make you cry. I hate you. Love stinks. Yeah, yeah. It's a classic. What can I say? I wonder how many uh, people I just lost right then and right there. If you are still here, leave five stars, leave a rating and review. Much appreciated. If you made it this far, you can stick around. We probably vibe, probably get along. I want this to feel like a long voice memo, like I'm FaceTiming you and I don't let you get a fucking word in. I'm just a dominant friend, total fucking Libra sun, Scorpio rising, and I just, but I give you lots of good info. You keep me around for the fucking advice that I don't even take myself. You know, it's got to be like that sometimes. Also, how long are we going to blame our mental disorders on our Zodiac? How long are we going to do that? 
I think for as long as it feels good. Okay, question number one. My wife and I have been married for almost two years. Since we got married, my wife's sex drive is very inconsistent. There are times where she wants sex multiple times a week, and there are times where we go a month without. This is frustrating for me as I have cons- have a consistent sex drive. She also turns me down almost every time I try to initiate, and we only have sex when she wants to send help. Okay, so I picked this question because whew, time to get solution-oriented, Jordan. No more silly-willying around. I picked this question because not only do I want to make a PSA to the women, but also we need to just enlighten couples everywhere and it, sometimes the truth hurts. Sometimes the truth hurts. I don't know what percentage of people out there listening suffer from depression or just feel like reality can sometimes be so overwhelming and underwhelming at the same time. If that, if you know, you know. And in relationships, there can be people, certain types of people who are just very insatiable or very waiting for the shoe to drop, maybe crave subconsciously, crave chaos. There's all kinds of little fucking things that could be stupid shit that crops up or comes and like throws a pebble in your relationship or a pebble that's a small bomb. And you really have to be aware at like, is this me? Is this me being self-destructive? Is it a little combination of me being resentful about my needs not being met? here or A, B, and C, or I'm having the same conversation over and over again. But if you're not having the conversation, if the person's in the dark, then it's totally on you because you have to get it out there. You have to communicate. And then there's the times when you feel like it falls on deaf ears, which then in turn creates resentment. And when you feel rejected, it doesn't feel good. Rejection doesn't feel good. If you feel like you're the only one initiating and seeking out something out and you don't feel like that's ever reciprocated, it doesn't matter if you're wanting it. It does matter, but it's almost like irregardless if you're being insatiable or unrealistic or not compromising, it's still a shitty feeling. I guess you have to see, am, are you putting yourself in it over and over and over again? All just questions to ask yourself, but to this listener, to this question, I can see where you would be frustrated. I think this is extremely relatable. I think a lot of men, and there are women too, who relate to you. Someone who has the higher drive than the other person. With your specific situation saying sometimes it's multiple times a week, and then other times it's once a month. You know, maybe there could be a discussion of like the extreme, mm, extreme in your situation. There are some people probably shaking their heads going, oh, shut the fuck up. He needs to just appreciate this. You know, it's all perspective. But for him, for this person who I'm talking to, this person asking, this is their world their reality, their pain. So just because something looks different to you, or maybe you as a couple think like, oh, that's doing great, that we're happy doing that. For someone else, they could be feeling like poop on the bottom of someone's shoe. And when you don't feel seen, and when you don't feel heard, and when you feel rejected, shame starts a brewing. And my answer is not really an answer because it's going to be specific to y'all. Y'all are going to have to have a conversation. But my answer, my solution, my PSA is couples or women, first women, 
don't be doing the whole, we're only doing it when you give it the green light. I don't recommend, I don't suggest. And I know that it can be easy to get in that and it be autopilot because you're like, uh, some women are like, oh, he wants it all the time. So it's basically when I'm ready to do it. Sometimes, and I feel like this could be controversial to say, but I feel like sometimes when they initiate and we're not in the mood, I am not against, I think, you giving 10 more minutes of foreplay, like give, opening up to maybe receiving some pleasure, especially if it's you just in a receptive mode. If he's being like, suck my dick, like, he, fuck off, okay? Fuck off. But if he's massaging your back and trying to show you your love language, doing the dishes, comes up, rubbing your hair, giving you like kisses, and you're like, obviously, he'd like to probably home run it here. Just remember that when you shrug him off, when you start taking advantage of this constant physical intimacy being accessible, it doesn't mean you're going to lose it, but I think it can create a different type of energy in the bedroom. And you want to keep that energy spicy, alive, zesty, passionate, And I think that I'm speaking for every married couple when I say that there are going to be times when it doesn't feel spicy, passionate, and organic, and all of the things that if we could create ideal sex. And women, I am not discrediting or not validating women that feel like, well, there is a reason I really am tired, or I work really fucking hard, or by this time at the end of the day, this is what I feel like. And I think that's why you've got to be intentional and creative. Then make some time on the weekends where you really like prioritize his one of his top two love languages and vice versa or whatever that looks like for your schedule. The frequency thing really is about you two and what y'all find as a good place to be because only y'all two have your life, your schedule, your lifestyle. That only needs to be good between y'all two. That doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. If I had a solution, now I feel like maybe I do have a solution for you. The conversation I'd have with her would be about maybe finding some middle ground, maybe telling her how you feel when you feel like you initiate and get kind of shrugged off and that you have to make sure I always tell men to come in with a validating statement, something affirming, be tender in your tone, timing and delivery that goes for both men and women when you're talking to your spouse, whether you want something from them, whether you want to spend their money, just kidding. When you're wanting to have a serious conversation and then be receptive, you know, these things matter because it's so easy for people to, I'm raising my fucking hand, pick the wrong time, pick the bad delivery, let their anger or that just get the best and you just kind of twist, twist the knifey a little bit. You, it doesn't work. That doesn't, and then someone gets defensive and now you're tit for tat. So be mindful, be intentional. Don't pick the hard way. So if I were you, I'd start off with a validating or telling her how much you appreciate her for X, Y, Y, and Z. I don't know if she is a stay-at-home mom. I don't know if she works. I don't know if you have kids. I don't know really much about y'all. So I would begin to relate to her 
And basically, you're, what you're accomplishing is saying, I see you. I see your side. I see you. Because women need that. Okay? And I don't even care if some women go, no, I don't really think I need him to do that. That means you've just always had it. You don't even know that you need it. But if it went away, you'd be like, wait a second. And to my listener, don't fake the being like empathetic. Like I hope you can see that the multiple times a week and the once a month, like women, we're on a fucking different kind of cycle than y'all. Y'all are 24 hour. We're like 28 day. Okay. Our hormones are doing fucking weird ass shit and are fucking, oh, we're doing weird things in our body. And sometimes it makes us a little fucking nutty. Maybe that irritates some women that I'm saying that, but I do, I fucking think our hormones, gosh, they can make us fucking crazy bitches sometimes. It's like you literally will be convinced of a feeling that it, that is the world, that is what it is. And then your period starts and you're like, I was possessed and something happened and I don't even know her. Who was she? Look away, turn away, look away. We have a period question coming up next, so ixnay on the periods. We'll get there in a second. Let's wrap this up. Let's land this plane, Jordy Cakes. Question one's gone on a little too long. Talk to her. Tell her what's up. Say, hey, I feel like this kind of shitty. I wonder if there's any way we could make it just a little more consistent because it helps me feel consistently connected to you. And that's something that's important to me. How can I make help you feel more connected to me. Like, do you know her fucking love languages? Just make sure you're during, doing your part. Make sure your side of the street is nice and fucking clean because if you come to her and there's a bunch of shit all over it and you've let it get really fucking overgrown and ugly, when you come to her and say that you want and you need this X, Y, and Z in order to thrive and feel good in the relationship when he's not been putting in the work to do his part, for her and what she may need, then you'll just get like a big eye roll, a big fuck you, a big middle fingers to the air. and You won't get anywhere. So examine your situation, look inward, and have a little chit-chatty. And you'll, you'll find out more. And maybe you'll need to see like, hey, tis a season because there's just lots of seasons. So make sure you're heading to like sunny, sunnier skies and not to doomsday, but write it, write it through. Moving onward. Question number two is more of a topic suggestion. Someone said, hey, have you talked about navigating period sex? We'll make it sweet. We'll make it short. She won't talk for 20 minutes about this shit. I just figured it was worth mentioning that yeah, there are obviously women who enjoy it. There are women that are hornier during their period. And there are guys that don't give a fuck and will do whatever. There are some guys who don't care. There are some guys who will go down there and do things that men are shaking their head and say, don't say it. Don't you say it, Jordan. Obviously, I think that that should totally be up to the fucking girl. As far as navigating it, it makes me think like, okay, navigating it's something you want to do. Uh, set the scene, you know, get a towel, prep for this, ask her what she's comfortable with. She needs to be comfortable. She's the one whose uterus is shedding out of her body at a rapid rate that you would never want to experience. So also, what did I say back to him? I said, I have an IUD, TMI, we're telling everybody. So I have not had one in years and years and I love it. I happen to love it. For the girlies listening, I'm on Morena. 
Marina should sponsor the podcast for all the married people. No more kids. No more kids. No more. Just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I don't hate not having a period. But if I did have one, which I, I still remember what it was like. <laughs> It wasn't that long ago, but I don't miss what it was and I don't miss not being able to have sex. But I say that's when you just like hump your leg, ladies. Like you could, you know, all the friction, have some friction orgasms, some nipple orgasms, practice your blowjob skills. All the guys are nodding. These are fantastic ideas, Jordan. Did you hear that? Did you hear what Jordan said? Make this be a week about practicing your blowjob skills, sweetie. I'm going to get in trouble for this. No, priority is this. If she needs a fucking heating pad and breakfast in bed, you better be doing that shit first. Give her a couple of Tylenols, little joint, and then maybe, maybe she'll get some an energy boost so that she can give you a nice HJ. Just kidding. It's one week out of the fucking month. Okay, cry me a river. Question number three. I like this one. I'm excited to answer it. I have a question I know you can help with. My girlfriend and I have been together for a year and a half. Our sex life overall has been the best that either of us have had. She has encouraged me to explore my dominant side, which I've come to really like. I'm not naturally a dominant person, so it's a bit of a learning curve. She loves the thought of me totally dominating her, and there's not much that isn't on the table with her. She's into choking, slapping, dirty talk. I do best when things are black and white for me, but I don't want to ask a exactly what she wants because she wants it to be more of a surprise and organic, not so scripted. So I'm looking for advice on specific things to do to be the dominant man she wants. Can you give me some examples or ideas on how to better initiate dominant things, what to do, and how to make her submit? First of all, I love the willingness. And for the guys out there who maybe are naturally dominant even, or to men who have heard their wives express that they would desire a more dominant man in bed, then I think this answer, this conversation could be very helpful. And I love, I really love that you are eager to please and eager to learn. There are so many resources and I think you're going to do just fine. But where you've got it twisted, and I'll tell you, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't overthink it. Don't get all in your fucking head. It's going to come from a place of confidence. I think if I were you, I would be doing, if someone told me they wanted me to be a dominatrix for them for an evening, first of all, I am not, I prefer to be submissive. That is just, that's my preference and what arouses me. But say I was in an experience and someone told told me that they wanted to do this. I would be wanting to hype myself up hardcore, like get in the zone, whether that be my outfit choice or planning out what I'm going to do or researching it, reading more about it, watching porn about it, etc. Getting inspired and getting pumped, knowing this is for that other person. And isn't that something that gets a lot of us off or is really arising, arousing seeing your partner, your significant other, your husband, your wife getting off to something? You're like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So you can totally ask her what she wants. It doesn't have to be in that moment, like not in the sexual scenario. Are you going to be like 
that's not being dominant. That's you now getting instructions. But you can have conversations. And obviously, this can be an arousing, erotic conversation because you're going to be talking about all these things. But I would leave it be and let that if sexual tension is created by this conversation to like, let it build, let it be walk away from the conversation. It'll be worth it and come out later. But I would definitely inquire more, whether it be over a phone call via text in person. And I don't want you to have a notepad and pencil and you'd be like, so do you like this? What about this? Like, don't be a fucking nerd about it. What you could do is watch some, ethical dominant porn you could watch read take a course on beducated dominance and submission that's def available use my code jordan link in the description box you totally definitely could get some idea something you're like ooh, that i want to try with her and then bring it up and go hey i thought it would be sexy if and see how she responds to it. If if you're really curious, if it's something like, I might need to get her permission for this, or maybe you don't at all. Maybe you just get inspired on your own, go do what I was saying, and then you go take initiative. I think when a girl is saying that, because I'm the same way, I like to be dominated, that means like push us against the wall. You take our clothes off aggressively. It's almost like this primal, I want to rip your clothes off. I need to have you, want to have you right fucking now. Can't take it anymore. I think that's the energy vibe that goes along with being dominated. On the softer side of it, on the more vanilla side of dominating, I would say like the romantic side of it is like us being irresistible and melting into a pool of pussy juices and submitting and getting fucked kind of thing. Throwing us in different positions, manhandling us, not being afraid, not being so timid and caring if you're hurting us, we'll tell you kind of thing. Pull our hair. And maybe she's like, no, I'm not looking for vanilla. She's hard fucking core, which no offense, I find so funny because you said you're not a dominant person at all. I think that, isn't it funny how some, there are some men who are so dominant and powerful in real life that love to be submissive in the bedroom. And then there are men that are kind of like passive in life, but will like fuck a bitch up in bed. But then there's also, you know, there's all kinds, there's all kinds He actually specifically says in the question, duh, Jordan, choking, slapping, dirty talk, run with it, run with it. I know people can be intimidated by dirty talk, but that's where I wouldn't be afraid to ask the questions when it comes to that. What kind of like topics you like want to role play? Ask her what she masturbates to. Try to find out what porn she's watching. Maybe even my mildly toxic advice would be, Slyly on the DL, try to find out keys to the magic kingdom. Then you can just like wow the fuck out of her, okay? That was the toxic advice, being Snoopy. And I think our intentions are good. So is that even toxic? I don't even fucking think so. Have you seen Fifty Shades of Grey? If you have, if this is the kind of shit she's wanting, I'm doing a little bit of an eye roll. It's a little cliche for me, but maybe you could get inspired from fucking Christian Grey. It's a little corny. It is, but 
if when you said how to make her submit, I mean, you just need to tell her what to fucking do. You can say, get on your knees. You can say, now be a good girl. Good girl with for women that like to be submissive. Like I just got full body chills and I just said it and it like went back into my headphones through the microphone and I got tingly. So making her call you daddy, making her say yes sir those kind of things can be very arousing for a woman who likes to be submissive giving her instructions telling her she needs to be ready at this time or naked in bed ready to report just kidding don't expect yourself to go you know do a 180 and you be this dominant rico suave practice makes perfect you'll find your mojo Feel confident. Remember in the beginning of this fucking answer, I said I'd hype myself up. You need to hype yourself up. Feel good about yourself and know that she wants you so fucking bad and it's awesome that she's telling you what she wants and there's no issue with clarifying or bringing up things in convo. And if that gives her the ick, then that's fucking stupid. She'll get over it. And if you lay that pipe down really good, she'll really get over it. She'll completely forget that you asked anything. If anyone out there is listening and is like, I need Jordan to give me answers and solutions. She just, best advice ever. Shoot me on over a question, topic idea, whatever, on my website, thehornyhousewifepodcast.com. And if you are like, this is really fucking embarrassing and I just really can't reveal my identity, you don't have to. So you can make up a little fake name. You're not required to enter anything. Just type away in whatever box feels the best. You could slide in my DMs, Instagram at underscore the horny housewife podcast. I will always keep your name private, your username, unless you send me an unsolicited dick picture, which they all would be. I would not be asking you for a picture of your penis. That's the only way that I'll break the whole like anonymity vibe. <laughs> I'll take that picture and I will put it as the background of my screen. So just kidding. I will put it on my Instagram stories and I will tag you and your family in it. Namaste. Here we are. It is time. Let's get ready to rumble. How to pleasure your woman, how to make sex better for her. So let's, we're going to assume that everyone's wanting to fuck in this situation because there obviously are going to be people who have their own trauma or healing, shame, limiting beliefs that's going to keep them from experiencing and receiving pleasure. There are instances where someone has some healing to do. They have to do the work. They got to face the music. They have to get to a point where they're able to receive and experience pleasure. And if there's some huge disconnect there, then these tips might not go over. Whereas if this is more like a, hey, I'm trying to be more intentional or put a little more effort in here, you know, sharpening up the knives in the kitsch kitsch, participating a little more aggressively. So obviously everyone has different factors, situations, but for some people, there will always be an exception or a reason for why it's just not fucking working. 
And this is not to say that I cannot help a man who feels like his wife is not as horny as he is. No, not saying that at all. We could make it better. We could make the sex better. We could start making her excited and looking forward to sex more when we get focused on our pleasure. Good things come to men who are focused on their wife's pleasure beyond good karma. Like it's just good all the way around. The sex is going to be better. It's going to be noted for the most part. I think a lot of the men, I would say 90% of the guys would see, see the fruits of their labor. These little seedlings would sprout and your marriage would be on the choo-choo train of success and good fortune and good fucking. In my opinion, if you're a dude and you're here and you saw the title and you're like pleasuring my wife, like you're already, you're there. You're better than a lot of them already because you, you really are like, you are a gem. You are a fucking gem because you're already taking the initiative and going, Oh, I want to get better at this. I'm trying to hear some mind expanding material. I just called my podcast mind expanding mind expanding material. I am trying to broaden my horizon. I'm trying to get inspired because man, guys, once you get some of these answers or I give you some of these keys to unlock your wife, truly it literally fucking unlocks your wife. And it was so much simpler. You made it so complicated in your head. And I think we just, men and women have to take a second sometimes and put each other in one another's shoes and know that we're not the same people. Like he's different, you're different, you both think differently. And there's so many good things about that. There's some really fucking annoying things about that, but there's really good things about it too. For a couple who is the man as a high libido and the woman as a high libido, I mean, the journey, their sexual journey and their relationship, you know, is probably very fun and exciting and fast paced. And it also, I'm sure can come with a lot of fucking other shit too. So to any couple that ever feels like jealous, or I wish we both were like this, or I'd rather be that than this, there's icky and difficult and hard and frustrating shit that comes with all of them. Okay. So the grass is not greener, folks. It's not greener. Okay, high libido male and a low libido, low libido female. There may be a little more resistance maybe to the frequency of your experiences, but framing your experience around her and getting focused on her pleasure and this being about I want to learn more about your body. I want to be able to provide you more or maximum pleasure or we're curious about this. Let's try this. Let's do something new. Let's do something different. Let's get out of our comfort zone instead of it being about like, I'm really horny and need to fuck all the time. So I'm going to call it whatever I need to call it to get in your pants more. Because guys, we can see through that. We can see through when you're just desperate and you'll do whatever to get your nut. And though sometimes it can be endearing and cute when a man is desperately or always obsessed with you and horny and wants you. It can also, just like for anyone in any situation and anything, become predictable and 
very uh, routine, no matter how awesome, big, and hot you are, like how big your dick is, how hot your body is, whatever, how great your marriage is, the same thing over and over. I mean, it's just like the same delicious plate of pasta over and over. And I'm not saying you have to quit pasta. I'm just saying you could make some different sauces. You could, you know, put it in different shapes. You could... (laughs) change the way you eat it, change when you make it, change how you make it. I mean, you catch my drift. We can quickies sometimes, having long sex, making love, fucking, rough sex, angry sex. Little variety is always fun. Maybe this is mildly toxic, but for some reason I feel like it does more good than harm. But back to the high libido male with a lower libido female, it It needs to be made sure. I think you'll get further as the dude if you are making this about her experience and just you shut the fuck up. You get all the perks of this experience and she's going to feel more fed. I'm going to elaborate on fed in one moment. First, our last couple arrangement, a uh, high libido female with a lower libido male. So she's wanting it more than him. I think in this female pleasure experience, the most important part is going to be that she feels seen, that this feels genuine, that it's not out of pity or you don't want her to feel rejected or hurt feelings, that you're wanting to do this because she matters, she's prioritized. And in this situation where a woman has a higher drive than the guy, a big point of pain is feeling undesired, unworthy, unloved. You You can feel like a freak of nature because the norm a lot of the time is a man with a higher drive. So I just think... I wanted to bring up those situations or three circumstances you could be experiencing just so that maybe the guys and the girls could have a little more understanding or insight into how the other person might feel, specifically the female, because this this journey, this experience is surrounding her and her body and her needs. All the men get a gold star for the willingness because you fucking showed up. And truly, guys, truly, fucking truly, a woman loves to feel seen. A woman loves, and hopefully you married someone that makes you feel seen. But I know that with life and the shit we go through and the shit we do and getting really involved in our jobs and building our future and raising children. Sex may become this thing that you do. And whether you're doing it a lot or you're doing it a little bit, or it's just become something that you can name the schedule and you can name how it's going to go down. And it's not bad, but it's not like mind blowing. And you're like, Jordan, this is just what it is. Like we're married and this is what it is. And maybe this is the fucking insatiable part of me. But I think there's nothing wrong. And I think there's a lot of you that agree with me. I think those people would be the freaky fam, correct? That are trying to just do more. Like 
experience more. And it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you have to go to another person. It doesn't mean you have to go outside your marriage. It doesn't mean you have to be a polyamorous person. It can mean whatever you want it to mean, but you're not just limiting yourself or staying in this box where, quite frankly, it doesn't sound very fun. Does learning about your spouse's body excite you? Men, does learning about your woman's naked body and how it reacts to certain touch. I hope that entices you. I hope it does. If not, maybe there's some like evaluating we need to do on the how much do you hate your wife scale? And I think it's totally a fair question. I think there are plenty of people who fucking hate their husband and wife. Another episode for another day that I will totally fucking have. That was the Love Stink song. I should have saved my Adam Sandler Love Stink song for the I fucking hate you episode. Gosh. Okay. It's okay. We can do it again. I'll get better. I do. I do. I do have a space in my heart, place in my heart and empathy. So much fucking empathy in my heart for the guys who are like my wife will allow me to do this. So that's another episode, a series as well. And that's kind of what I was talking about in the beginning where people might have to do their own work. But for the couples really looking to make sex better for her specifically, here are the tips. First one, take your time. I've made the comment multiple times that women are like crockpots and men are like microwaves. This isn't always the case. I could do the devil's advocate thing on every fucking thing I say. And she loves to do that. She's an overanalyzer. But for the most part, I'm just going to say generally speaking, foreplay, yeah, I'm just going to say 99.9% of the time, unless she is has this little quickie fantasy or this little voyeurism outside, I don't know what it is, but I would say most of the time, you a woman is going to have no issue, it's highly encouraged to take your sweet time and get the juices a flowing and don't go straight to the vag. There's a million places. Did I just say vag? Did I? Did I just say vag? Have I ever said vag on this show before? I don't like the way it sounded coming out of my mouth. I don't like that I said it two more times after. And I think we're just, I want to say like princess pussy now. I don't know. I just needed to get vag. It was so harsh. Someone needs to go find out how many times I've said vag. Now six, but like in total. These episodes always get so stony at the end. I don't know if I should apologize or if I should just let it be. Okay, we're letting it be. Take your fucking time. Don't rush. Lick around the pussy before you lick the pussy. Lick the nipples. Suck the titties. Kiss her neck. Make out with her. Kiss her passionately. Like her lips her fi- on her face. Both of them. Both of them but start at her head. There are women that exist that complain that their husband doesn't kiss them on the mouth anymore during sex. That's a fucking red flag and I'm not okay with it. And if y'all are being a dog, then you're being a fucking dog and that sucks. But if you are like literally being so good to her, faithful, and you were just being a lazy little fuck and not kissing her on the mouth anymore, shame on, that's worse almost. I don't know which one's worse. The laziness or the dog. But both I'm not okay with. Start kissing her. I've given the kissing challenge before. Might as well do it again. If you haven't ever done this, 
make it a priority and intention. What you're going to fucking do is make out with your significant other every day or every Monday through Friday for three weeks or a 30 day challenge, challenge yourself in whichever fucking way you want, want, and you will be surprised. Even if you have hated them the whole fucking day, you have to stick to the plan you made and then see how it affects how you treat each other and your sex life for that month and get back to me. I assure you men the take your time tip, although sounds, you know, whatever will go so far. And if you spend more time being erotic, being sensual and being intimate without your penis, like using your penis or just going straight to her vagina, I can say vagina, but vag was just too much. It will be noted, appreciated and reciprocated. The love will be reciprocated. So karma is a real thing. Okay. You get what you give, give the love, be a lover. So the take your time goes for foreplay and for fucking climax because women take longer. Statistically, like according to facts and by facts, like every Google article ever, because it's the fact that it's between like five and eight minutes for a guy and like 15 to 18 for a woman, generally speaking on how long from beginning of sex to climax how long it takes for her to get there. So know that, digest it, process it, and foreplay will be your best friend. You don't have to be pumping your dick for 18 minutes consecutively or even broken apart for that. You're going to have to, that's what foreplay's for. So use your mouth, use your fingers. And if she likes her butthole being touched, usually that's like the ticket home. That'll, if you want it to be fast and you're like, how am I going to get her off? And she's okay with the butthole. That's the magic button. That was like an extra tip I just slid in. You're welcome, ladies. You're welcome, men. Next tip. Next tip. Pay attention to her needs. This is something about being seen, feeling prioritized, feeling like you give a fuck, feeling like, oh, okay, he's thoughtful, he's courteous, he is not a douchebag, he's not an asshole, he has manners. And the specific tip of having manners and paying attention to her needs, I'm going to make it about like aftercare, post-coital, post-orgasm, don't just like dip it out or make it like my turn. You know what I mean? I know you were like, I say ladies first. But then, and I know you're excited and you're horny, but we really, women like to feel like we're connected and there's this deeper intention connection embedded in that. So hang on, be emotionally available, be so present. That is like the, if I could just, I had to give one tip, it's just be as present as possible. So these are all tips that we can just keep in your brain, but the one way you can not go wrong is not by don't replay my tips in your head during it. You're like, bitch, I wasn't going to being present is going to be a win every single time. Pleasure focused right in the moment. And with what we're doing, we're going to be seeing how she's responding. Now, ladies listening, I've told you before, don't be moaning the whole time. We're not performing. We're not trying to stroke his ego. You are receiving. So I know I sound like I'm only talking to the men, but for the women listening, be a receiver. Tap into your divine feminine, lean back ladies, 
my neck, my back, like my pussy and my crack, be a bad bitch and just vibe with it. And you don't got to lay there and be a dead fish. Like follow the motion of the ocean. And if you feel like crawling and turning around and backing up into a space, by all means, go with the flow and don't be afraid to communicate and share what works, what doesn't, and use your moans, your pleasure moans as guidance for him. And men, be, be uh, cognizant of that. Be aware of what is she reacting to in a pleasurable way. She likes that. Keep going with it. Oh, she's saying she's near climax. Okay, pay it, don't keep doing it. Like don't change it up and get cocky and then get arrogant and think you can do a double twisty pokey punch and it's gonna really just explode because you did it to that move. No, steady as she goes. I say you keep doing the exact same thing you're doing. And if she's a butthole girl, why do I keep bringing up butthole girls? Should we call this am butthole girls in the title? Like blah, 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 and butthole girls. No, just kidding. But anyways, if she's a butthole girl, just a little press, tap, slight entry, uber lubed the fuck up, bing, bang, boom, best orgasm ever. You could try that. You could try it. Sure, there are some girls going, boo, Jordan, do not tell him to poke my butthole when I'm to get up. For those of you who disagree with me, I kindly apologize. Next tippy tip, allow her to indicate when she is ready to receive. So that goes back to the communication and, you know, build up, okay? You need lube. Don't be relying. And if you want to spit on her, especially if she's submissive, like I'm I'm an okay with spit girl. So find out. She's your fucking wife. You should fucking know by now. I'm an uber lube girl, just easy, accessible, feels great. And I don't have to worry about drying up or getting in my head about that or something get uncomfortable because then if it gets really uncomfortable, then it's like I almost close up and get a little more tense. So just remove all of that anxiety by having a lubed up situation, being in a position where receiving feels really fucking good. And you can just be focused on that feeling. Number five, in this, if we're going to go into this and this be your homework, giving her pleasure, I want your focus to not be going inside of her vagina and just going ready for there. And we give a lot of love to the vulva and the clit. If you are trying to help her orgasm, the clit is going to be your bestest bet. She may love having, you know, being fingered or using a toy. I'm about to talk about that in a second to get her there. But a lot of women can't uh, climax from internal penetration alone. And then if we're making this all about her and her experience right now, and you get to be a lovely participant, don't even put that pressure. So let's really focus on the outside. Segwaying into what I said about a toy, number six, don't be afraid to use them. Whip them out. Go for it. I will hesitate and say, like I've mentioned before, if she is a vibrator masturbator, if you Ladies, if that's your go-to, let's leave this one out for this and work on receiving pleasure in different ways from his body, his touch. And we can get you can get really creative with the body parts. You can be rubbing up on him. This doesn't, if you don't want to just be laying there physically receiving and you want to be mutually working on one another, make it your own. 
If that's something that gives you pleasure, right? For some women, it being a mutual experience is like what gets them off, seeing the other person get pleasure. So however this evolves, I just suggest taking your time and it being an experience rather than, hey, let's get you off, bing, bang, boom. No. So my other tip was embedded in there and that was you know, she can participate. So this isn't, you can invite her to participate, ask questions, encourage her to express herself, her needs, her sexual desire. And sometimes it's the, you know, perfect storm of time being relaxed and surrendering to that pleasure. And my last tip is basically a resource as well, something you could really deep dive in and get so many technique tips. So, so I did a whole series, a tantric date night series, but the last tip is to explore tantra. And for some people, they are like, "Mm, a little woo woo for me. Uh, I think more guys think that than girls, but maybe I'm wrong. I've had so many people, couples reach out even still now, the series was, I don't know, months ago that are like, oh, I loved that, more of that. And some of you, I think, were like, meh about it. But I got a lot of good feedback. And I think it, I don't think, I know it 100% is a practice that will definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, if you put yourself in that vulnerable position, position and you follow the steps and the guidance of what it's telling you to do with one another, you will deepen your connection. You will deepen your intimacy. It will be a different level of sex. I think it is like totally you get what you give. And when you get vulnerable like that and you feel like almost like raw exposed and there with your partner so present, exchanging energy, being intentional and curious and playful, it's hot. It's sexy. Again, Beducated has so many fucking courses on Tantra. There's so many resources and videos and knowledge out there about this topic. And if you really are looking to level up and create a deeper connection, definitely, definitely recommend you explore this further. It's very pleasure focused, if you will, and energetically connecting. And it's not just about her. This will go both ways. And there's so many topics vulva massage, cock devotion, every body part, every single fucking, your fingernails, just kidding. But it really, it covers a lot. They, they're working the whole body. So I hope those tips were helpful. I do. And the last thing I want to say is, cause I, there, so much, there's so it's such a loaded question. And next week I want to talk to wives. I want to talk to women about how we can be better lovers to our men. And maybe this needs to evolve into a series where then we go in to talk about emotionally how we can just be better spouses for one another outside of the bedroom. Because when it's outside of the bedroom, then it's going to get better inside of the bedroom. Both of them translate and correlate and spill over, okay? But the last thing, get focused, get focused, Jordan, wrap it up, wrap it up. The last thing is, guys, are you being... Are you being available to your wife so that she feels like she's in a safe space that she can receive? Does she feel sexy around you? I know that could be a her thing, but it doesn't hurt. If her love language is words of affirmation, even if it's fucking not, make sure you're telling her she's beautiful. 
a firmer. Sometimes guys, no, a lot of times, they forget, they stop, they stop pursuing their wife like when they were pursuing them. And that's so easy to do. And I get there's a point you get to where you're comfortable and you're secure in the relationship. But I promise you, just like, just like I always say, hey, ladies, if you're not going to prioritize your man's physical needs and take that seriously and make your sex life something that matters and keep taking your keep taking good care of yourself and looking good for your man. Essentially, if you stop giving a fuck, you get, you're going to start seeing that play out. And there's we've heard the sad stories over and over and over. And I get it. These guys, lots of guys are dogs and they're being insatiable and their wife is wonderful and amazing and does so much for their family. And he's a total piece of shit taking advantage and trying to have his cake and his ice cream. There's that situation a lot, but there's also situations where there's a wife who is completely neglecting her husband, who is withholding or weaponizing sex, who has just started treating him like a child instead of her spouse and lover and is taking advantage of a situation and not giving a fuck and isn't willing And then there's that guy who goes and turns to someone else who is listening to him, who's showing interest, who's respectful, who finds him funny, who would love to feel good with him. These are all sad, ugly, fucked up, messed up stories that happen, that play out, just like there are women whose husbands pay no attention to them and they find it nice and comforting when another man does. And Another ugly, sad story, messy story plays out. And it's people that they're missing something at home and they think externally finding that validation, you know, it'll feel good in that moment. Uh, But then it messes a lot of shit up. And they're like, fuck, fuck, if only I would have just taken care of this shit. If I would have just tried a little bit harder. If I would have just been a little more available. If I would have acknowledged what she or he was going through. If I would have just showed up and gave a fucking shit a little more instead of only seeing it from this POV, we wouldn't be in this mess. I think there's a lot of that regret when you hear that sto- those stories play out. So make sure you're doing like a little internal scan, like what's going on here. I hope these tips help. I've talked for a really fucking long time now. If you're new here, every Monday, every Monday there's a new episode. Subscribe, listen to the archive. There's lots of fucking episodes. If you're on Apple, leaving me a nice five-star review helps oh so much. So if you're listening and you haven't done that yet, what the fuck are you doing? Please go do that. And if you're a Spotify listener, you can leave a rating. All of this helps your girl, Jordy, oh so much. And if you like dirty stories, I'm talking fucking raunchy, dirty, filthy, foul, not safe for work stories, also known as erotica, audio erotica, because me, Jordan's reading it every Wednesday on the Patreon. So if that sounds interesting, they're fun stories. I don't write them, but I sure do read the hell out of them. Link in the description box. Until next time, Freaky Fam.